Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch shows we love and then rip them apart. Welcome to our super spooky, <laughs> freaking festive Halloween movie special. Yes, and I know you're super excited about I, it. I have a lot of nervous energy right now. Very nervous. I'm actually, you've made it more fun for me. Because oh, good. I am super excited to watch your reactions <laughs> to a scary movie. I watched the trailer this afternoon just to kind of get myself mentally prepared. Mm-hmm. I don't think I realized that it was so creepy. <laughs> and maybe maybe you shouldn't have agreed to do the movie, but here we are and we're going to do it anyway. We are. I mean, we have heard several different opinions. My brother, for one, told me that he didn't like it. I don't know what to expect. Plus, we have podcasts that other podcasts that have covered it. I think it's kind of a general opinion that this movie was not successful. Right. For one reason or another. Yeah. So I'm kind of intrigued to see really how far. Yeah. We we yeah. should say we haven't watched it yet. So no, we this, haven't. These are our raw thoughts yeah. <laughs> about this movie before we actually see any of it. Before we start, let's just quickly talk about our scariest movies we've ever seen. Oh, God. Um, the Strangers. That's with Liv Tyler and what's his name? He was just in you. Penn Badgley? No. <laughs> Played Matthew. Oh, 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 oh. Scott Speedman. Yeah, yep. That one was terrifying, and I think the reason why it was so scary, it's one of those movies that are quiet all the time. Mm. So when you see something or the music changes, it's jump scare. Like, it's not meant to be a jump scare, but you're terrified. Yeah, you're on the edge of your seat already. Like, you don't want to be watching it alone at home, lights out. Like, you're not doing it. I remember, actually, I had to watch it during the day. And (laughs) And I'm a horror movie person. I love horror movies, but I had to watch it during the day, and... It also had that little tidbit of based on a true story. Okay. So you're sitting there like, oh my God, this can happen to anyone. And Mm -hmm. it was just, it was terrifying. You find out later though that they were lying about that. It was like more of like a... Loosely based. Yeah, loosely based. (laughs) Like this may have happened sort of kind of. I mean, it's it's a cabin upstate in the middle of nowhere and people just come to randomly kill the inhabitants of the... Oh, that sounds fun. But it's... It well, again, it was not even like grotesque. It was just suspensefully terrifying. So that's one of my, my top ones. How okay. about you? Well, I have three. Okay. Three top that come to mind. And by the way, they're all like at least 10 years old. Okay. Because I haven't watched any. I've learned my lesson and I haven't watched any more recent scary movies. But I chose all three of these because I literally lost sleep over every single one of them. Okay. So the first one was Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, I saw that fair. movie in high school with a couple of my friends who were more into horror movies than I was. And I literally did not sleep that night because that's the perfect movie to scare you out of sleeping. Absolutely. That's the whole concept. Uh So I literally stayed awake until the sun came up and then I felt safe to go to sleep. (laughs) That's amazing. It's daytime. I probably won't die now. The next one was The Ring. I watched that with my parents. I will... I will side with you on this. I saw it in the movies three times. Oh, my God. Once was enough. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw it three times. And yeah, it was it was one of those that I, I couldn't deal. Uh, yeah. So let me tell you how much I couldn't deal. So we watched this. I'm pretty sure. I know we watched it at, at my parents' house. So it must have been like on demand or something. And that night, I was so scared to sleep in my bedroom alone that I literally went and slept in my parents' bed with them. And just for your reference, The Ring came out in 2002. So I was 
at least 13 years old (laughs) when I slept in my parents' bed after watching The Ring. The girl crawling out of the TV. That was the worst part. I will never get over that. I don't think I ever will. That was the worst part. I actually saw something in the Malignant trailer that kind of looked similar. Like there was some like creepy crawling happening. And so I was like, I don't like that. (laughs) So I guess we'll see how that goes. And then my third one, which I've already talked about on this podcast, is The Descent. That movie scared the shit out of me. Mm. And if anybody didn't listen to the episode where I talked about it, we watched it the night before we went spelunking in West Virginia. And so when you watch a movie about cave monsters before you go into a cave, that can kind of fuck you up. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. so that was not a pleasant not experience. Not the best idea. I will not watch any of those movies again, ever. I don't blame you. <laughs> Part of me has actually wanted to watch The Ring again all these years later just to see if my reaction's the same. I never watched the sequels either. No. I felt that they were just kind of dumb at that point. I'm trying to think. I had another... I mean, again, I'm a big fan. So right, like, you like sca- being scared. <laughs> I like being scared, but um, I'm trying to think of like the last one that I was kind of like, that was really terrifying. Well, hey, good for you. I just, <laughs> I see trailers for scary movies all the time, and I'm like, nope, not even a little. And it's funny because there are some that people find like classics and they're like, oh, this is like one of the best. And it's like The Shining, for instance. I don't think The Shining is scary. I don't think it's scary at all. The, and it's- I didn't even think the book was scary. And honestly, I read a lot of Stephen King about 10 years ago. I went through like a huge Stephen King kick where I just read all of his books. Mm. Pet Cemetery and Duma Key were his scariest books by far. Shining was meh. Salem's Lot, meh. Even It is kind of meh. Oh my God. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a clown person. <laughs> I'm terrified of clowns. But I think it was just... I don't know. I, it wasn't as scary as I as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it, it's very disturbing too. Right. Like, actually, you know they they really take a lot of the gross stuff out of Stephen King's books when they make movies out of them. There's just a lot of really uncomfortable situations in there, and uh, all the like all the boys have to have sex with the girl. Mm-hmm. to get out of this cave in it. and it's like what like these are kids right these right. are children and you have to think like damn Stephen King's a messed up motherfucker yeah. to come up with some of this stuff so um yeah the movies are a little bit less I think deranged <laughs> than some of his books yeah to me I also feel like the psychological thrillers are probably more scary to mm-hmm. me than the gory things like jump scares or jump scares absolutely oh, but jump scares but gore doesn't really phase me that much anymore it's not like the most scary thing but um yeah, like I love all this. The, like the Saw franchise is just my absolute favorite, and that's that's gore, but that's also psychological. Yeah, I liked the first Saw movie. I don't, actually, I'm trying to remember if I even saw some of the sequels, but the first one was good because it it did have that interesting plot kind of tying everything together. Right. I don't, but I don't really appreciate gore, and I don't really like the torture porn genre yeah. of horror movies. So there has to be something else there. Oh, you know what? I don't know if this would be considered a horror movie but seven is such a good seven is fantastic thriller type i love that movie yeah i mean that one can definitely have its gory moments mm-hmm. <laughs> but that comes to mind as a movie that when there was gore it didn't really bother me because the story was so fascinating mm-hmm. so it has to kind of balance out there but i don't know what genre malignant falls into in terms of right like are we gonna see a lot of blood and like gory stuff or is it going to be mostly like supernatural things creeping around in the shadows kind of 
stuff. Well, we are going to find out. We are. <laughs> I'm so scared. And we're going to go do that right now. So, uh, you know, wish me luck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last time I, you know, I ever. think I think you're going to be OK. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, will check in with you guys later. OK, so we just finished Malignant. I've like I didn't write okay. I didn't write that many notes, but the stuff I wrote a looks like it's chicken scratch because it was in the dark. But holy shit, I just I think I put a question mark almost after everything I wrote down. I think so. For me, as a person who doesn't watch scary movies a lot because I get scared, this wasn't so bad for me. I, I you know what? And I again, I predicted it would not. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I, I think. What scares people is so subjective, so it's really hard to, when somebody tells me that a scary movie isn't scary, it's like, well, it might not be scary to you, but it right, is scary of course. to me. And one of the things that I think helped with this particular movie was that the violence and the scariness was targeted at a specific group of people. And so right. if you don't have a parasitic twin, <laughs> then maybe you wouldn't have to go through any of this sort of uh, experience. And so that comforts me because as far as I know, no parasitic twins <laughs> in my history. There is just so much that bothered me. And legit, my second bullet point was I see what my brother said. A thousand percent. It felt literally like a parody to start it had that type of feel of like, this is a joke. And I brought up cinematography to you a few times. Yes, I liked how it was shot, but just the way it was, I, I, I don't know. It seemed very realistic, like in the sense that, I don't know, I, like I can't describe it because cinematography is a bad description. The video, the video quality maybe was weird. It just seemed more like a TV show than this suspenseful movie like everything seems super bright even in the dark moments it seemed like a it could have been a porno like that's <laughs> like the production of a porno that's how i felt like it just had that type of lighting and oh the acting was awful why we was get the into acting that? not good why was it so not good because i i didn't really expect that from a movie directed by james wan that's what upset me the most, I think, because I, <laughs> like, wrote, I feel betrayed. I wrote in big caps at the top of my page, James Wan, do better. Because yeah. honestly, he gave us wild rides. And I think I honestly, I put, I must have put Saw throughout my notes the whole time because there were hints of Saw. The music was the Saw music with a little twist, shit like that. And it just kind of bothered me because those movies are so phenomenal in my eyes at least, and just very well done, that this was a joke. It was such a joke. Well, one of the things that I wrote in my notes, we we commented a little bit back and forth on we this. We couldn't help when, it. Yeah, when we were watching. But whenever the, the cops were talking to each other, it, it was really cheesy. Like all of their conversations back and forth. That one time where the, the woman detective said like, no fourth century, abusive husband, 
that equals motive. And it was just super like over the top. Even dramatic. the right, yes, the writing was. That just... reminded me of. Have you seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yes, I love that movie. It's a an lot. amazing movie. So you know how Kristen Bell's character is an actress, and she's yes. this, like really oh cheesy my God. procedural detective drama. That's like, what it. That's what those. That's scenes exactly felt like. Yes, it was forced. <laughs> it was just corny as fuck. And it bothered me because the music was horrible. Like the scene music and the the ambiance music for the scene bothered me so much because a lot of it didn't fit what was happening. What was happening. So there was one scene literally where she admits she's adopted and it gets into this (laughs) creepy sound and you're like that's not creepy like that's a normal thing to happen like people are adopted like not necessarily like an evil thing you know it was implying right it was was implying that it was horrifying super scary oh you're adopted that's terrifying it was so weird and even the sister her eyes were so wide like (gasps) it felt very soap opera-ish and but like cheesy soap opera-ish yeah that's a great way to describe it i feel like given how we watch like the way it was filmed mm-hmm. was very soap opera-ish oh okay sorry i was just while you were saying that i was listening but i was also scrolling back through my notes and i wrote down very early initially panda socks because in the beginning oh right when away they're restraining gabriel that never comes the f- back. Does it? Okay, so like now I-, I was trying to think. I was like, wait, but like, did we ever see panda socks in the future in a way that would have made us put two and two together sooner? But I don't re- recall seeing panda did socks. She wear- no, again. she didn't wear panda. I, don't, I think- don't think so. But then I don't why she- show us panda socks? <laughs> right. They made again. The beginning was very fucking strange in a sense that it felt like this weird parody of a horror movie. Yeah, because they do start with the recorded footage of. Dr. Florence Weaver at this And we have to get into the whole like time frame because back then it was 1993. Then they're like present day. The car she drove was this old fucking it had to be it had to be like either early 90s, late 80s Toyota Corolla. It was bad. It had wood paneling. And then the house. The house was one of those. Now this is what I wrote in my notes because it's a common I feel like it's a common theme throughout anything scary. Any house that old, has stained glass. Yeah, old Victorian houses. Old Victorian houses glass. with stained glass, huge stained glass windows <laughs> and horrible, horrible interior decorating. Yeah, and there was like black mold on the walls. <laughs> like, Seriously, the living room looked dirty as it, fuck. Yeah, it did not look livable. And I know she was like, it's my house. But I kind of thought it was going to be a family house, but there's really no implication that it was. Right. So, like, the fact that she's so attached to this house is kind of weird to me because, I don't know. It's, and, like, it's, we didn't it's even to go back to, like, how this all started. And it's, like, with the husband. And he's an abusive husband. And we find out later that his abuse and putting her head through the wall triggered. is what triggered gabriel to come out but again we didn't get the husband that long no yeah very briefly so the fact that like clearly he's an abusive husband why just now is gabriel coming out well because he hit her head and right but that's what i'm saying he's clearly (laughs) no i know that 
But I'm saying, like, clearly he's an abusive husband. Sure. So this is the first time that happened? I guess I guess it must have needed to be a very specific injury to her head. <laughs> Maybe he's broken her arms before or, you know. Her arms that has a Casio watch from 1993? Yeah, exactly. And then she has that old-timey radio <laughs> in the house. Again, too. what time? What? Where are we? <laughs> we seem to be... In a confused time period. Maybe because we're dealing with somebody who's like a half person. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe Maybe. that. I it's don't a half know. Person. I don't know if they're, I, I feel like they, well, like I said to you. Like we're half sorry. in the 90s, half in present day. They needed day. a reason to have an old fashioned radio in the house because he had to be able to talk to her on his like weird radio frequency. But I don't know how to explain the watch. <laughs> that that one escapes me. I'm sorry. that I picked up on that. My detail is weird. So I guess going back to the so the very beginning with the footage mm-hmm. and the panda socks. <laughs> First of all, he's being kept in like a hazmat area of this hospital, which I find really funny. <laughs> Hazardous materials. He's a human, technically, I guess. Right. We don't know, actually. Why did why can he control radio waves and brain waves? I think because it's brain waves. Like it's it's using her brain. I don't know. We should we should say like parasitic twins are a real thing. However, they're not conscious and they usually, you know, present themselves as like extra limbs or something. But like not another person. Not with those on arms. Your body. Out. <laughs> the that arms. was hilarious. I love the little arms. Now, you're not gonna get this reference, but in the first Harry Potter book. The villain in the first book is one of the teachers at Hogwarts. Okay. And he has Voldemort living on the back of his head. So he always wears like a turban and he like takes it off at the end and he's like, I am Voldemort on the back of his head. It, you can't not compare the two when you watch this movie because it's it's basically what that was. Voldemort. It was fucking <laughs> hilarious. And I love also that the mom we find out is just a Seattle tour guide. They really ruined Seattle tourism by yeah. making it seem like the Seattle Underground, which is Sorry, never- a real, it's a real thing never gonna go on the seattle underground tour sorry um, they literally made it seem like it was haunted so i'm pretty sure that's not gonna happen anymore i mean i, I certainly don't want to go but i'm also a big fat baby so there's that um there are a lot of people a lot of stupid people doing stupid things in this movie and i wrote in my notes i was like honestly i would probably survive a horror movie because i'm such a fucking scaredy cat and i would never go towards the scary noises or the flickering lights. Right. The something, lights are flickering, so I'm going to go towards them. If Absolutely not. If something even remotely supernatural happened in my apartment tonight, I would move out tomorrow. Like, I'm I'm not fucking around with that. Like, I don't... You'd hitch a ride with me back to my house. <laughs> I would move somewhere. I don't care where. I'm just not living here anymore. And all these people are like, huh, that's a really scary, ominous sound in the dark. Let me go check I'll it out. I'll just go check this out. And like... like the yeah. guy, the old guy who was like in the closet and then the door started to close and he's like, oh, what's behind this door? Like, are you fucking not even kidding that, me? <laughs> not even that part. The part where he like sees the water from the rain coming in. Right. The and he sees sort of. the footprints going towards yeah. the closet. Yeah, you wouldn't go there in the first place. But like while he's in there, he's like, oh, I'll get a towel while I'm in here. I'll blah, clean blah, blah. this up. And then it's like the door starts to close on him. He's like, oh, what's behind this door? No. 
fucking no. If a door starts to close on its own, I'm not going to be like, what's behind here? I'm out of there. I'm closing that door and I'm out of the house. I'm gone. So the only reason I would survive, because like any other, you know, I, I can't outrun a serial killer. I can't probably yeah, never outsmart doing that. a serial killer. <laughs> I just would not go anywhere near these like stereotypical. I am the Sydney Prescott of horror. <laughs> like I would run up the stairs instead of out the door type oh. of deal. Yeah, no, I would run out the door. I'd be so far out the door. Like it would, there would be no point to the to the guy even chasing. You me. would think though be that so far because gone. I watched so much horror that I would have it down pat, but probably not. It's not even just horror. I remember watching scariest places on earth, and I think it was called like The Haunted or something. They they have this show on Discovery Channel where people would move into these houses that then they would experience like severe like paranormal activity and then they'd have to move out. But honestly, there were always common threads. There was always like a room that was like sealed shut. Oh, geez. And, Why and, would you even right, consider exactly. that? It was always sealed shut. And they were like, oh, yeah, nobody's been in this room in like a million years because like somebody died in there. And it's like, oh, yeah, OK, let me let me just buy this house. Let me sign the mortgage. And then the <laughs> other thing was people would buy houses where the windows would be nailed shut. And they'd be like, we don't know why any, why the previous owners nailed all these windows shut. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I'm good. I'm just do we gonna... get a lot. Do we get a lot of hurricanes here? <laughs> yeah, like I'm actually all right. Um, I don't need this house. Absolutely. Or any not. house. So, yeah, um, I would just I would just be so fucking out of there so fast. The other thing is like the the house itself looks like a haunted house. It's like the house on American Horror Story. That's exactly what I perceived it as. Like that again, the stained glass, the just yeah, I'm sure the you style thought it, it of the house and old fashioned but like now you're dealing with all this. Although I guess he probably would have followed her wherever she was. Like it wasn't specific to the house. Right, but he also made a perfect lair in her attic that yeah. she knew nothing about. Right. Well, because he is she. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> like she would she wouldn't have like heard anything in the attic because it would have been her being in the attic, probably. I don't like this movie. <laughs> No, because the more I try to think about it and it's like all the details that I because I kind of just wrote down more of the stuff like the more detailed stuff that makes a horror movie stereotypical. Yeah. The minute we saw a VHS tape, we uh, were like, oh, here we go. Like, VHS I mean, we just tapes. talked about the ring. Yeah. Earlier. The minute you see a VHS tape, no good is going to happen. No. Right. Yeah. And I don't like how they associate VHS tapes with horror because I think that's a little rude because all my like family movies are on VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's... I don't necessarily have anything against VHS tapes. But whenever you see one come up in a horror movie, you're like, there's nothing good on here. Right. This and can't then... go anywhere good. Okay. And then she's. Again, another stereotypical thing that we have seen in a lot of horror police precincts after work hours are pitch black except for desk lights. Yeah, and really like nasty fluorescent lighting that that makes everything look greenish blue. It's not the best (laughs) and it's very frustrating. But given the police... The sketch artist is oh, phenomenal. Wonderful, wonderful sketch artist. I would love if they put that out to the public and were like, "Has anybody seen? Has anybody this seen this hybrid? <laughs> this this long haired half animal human cyclops character? Like, I mean, it was just yeah, but it was so well drawn that it's like 
how does one describe that and right. get that drawing? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah, so there are all these, like, jagged teeth in this, like, flesh mouth that doesn't really look like a mouth. It's just kind of, like, teeth jammed There's in no there. skin. There's lots of uh, hair, like, grunge-style, greasy hair. He had blue eyes, no? Did he? I think the one eye we saw Oh, I honestly blue. didn't look that close. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, so that's a, that's, okay, so that. All right, one blue eye that one we can One blue eye, to. we can figure that out. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, my God. I have to bring this up, too. Okay. When they were in, they were back to the Seattle Underground, and our lovely detective, can you please say his name? Because I can't. Kakoa. Don't know why it Call had to be. Call him Detective K, or, you know, K, whatever Sydney calls him. Whatever. It was really. going to bang. Well, yeah. if he's not dead, we don't really know. We don't know. I think we saved He them. looked pretty mortally wounded, but like not, I don't think we saw him die. No. I think we would have seen him die if he was supposed to die. Right. Like maybe they would have lingered on him for another minute. Right. Like, yeah, he's definitely dead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. So we're back in the Seattle underground and he is chasing after Gabriel. After he jumped like two stories onto a dumpster. And ran perfectly fine. Yeah, at a minimum, his shoulders should be dislocated and, like... He didn't even try to fake that one. That's at best. That's at best. And we saw, like, the old-fashioned, like, horse... Like, the buggies from a horse and buggy. Yeah. Titanic. Titanic. Titanic And I wrote in my notes, Rose, Jack, is that you? (laughs) Yeah, he opens the door. He opens the door. similar to how, like, the boat officer does, and he's like... I was waiting for the 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 hand hand print on the the window. In the condensation. Oh, man. Can I tell you how much I love Titanic? I loved Titanic. I love Titanic, too. I watched that movie repeatedly, and I just You know, the double VHS tapes. Yeah, and I just sobbed to myself in the dark. But Mm. anyway, the other thing I want to talk about with Gabriel is his apparent superhuman strength and ability which is strange to me because at the end what's her face madison uh, madison slash emily says like it's always been my body so if he can do it i can do it and so presumably like he doesn't have any additional abilities unless we're assuming they're combining like the strength of two humans but he flips and and kicks around like a fucking you said it spider monkey he looks like a spider monkey he climbs on the ceiling well now we get well that now we understand the backwards thing do we oh the backwards backwards thing (laughs) we were at first like why Why are are his feet feet backwards backwards? (laughs) but also i know it's cgi but I was it like was props. CGI. I was like props to the stunt man. <laughs> well, yeah, when he was climbing down the fire from, Yes, <laughs> yeah, having to wear backwards feet. I'm assuming. You know what it made me think of? So I'm sure you know this because I feel like it got really publicized after the movie came out. But in the ring, the scene where she's climbing through the right. TV, they filmed it backwards. Her oh. doing it backwards, and then like reversed it so she was moving forward and that's why it looks so weird and like mm. uncomfortable so i wonder if they did any of that in this movie where they had the actor filming walking backwards or moving backwards and not in the fighting scene. obviously that would be like way too complicated right. but in some of the scenes where he's walking or moving around. and do we think that it was a separate actor do we know if it was a separate actor doing gabriel stunts or if it was actually the actor who played madison I'm going to look that up because I looked something else up that I'm going to bring up when we're done. Okay. (laughs) Because, like, obviously in the latter half of the movie, after we understand what's going on here, we can see her face the whole time. But earlier on, it was really just... Because I was a little perturbed. But he, like, he moved in a very masculine way at certain times, but other times with, like, the hair and everything looked very feminine. So I wasn't sure if it was actually a woman or a man doing all of that stuff. 
Right. I also don't understand why sometimes Gabriel moved so awkwardly and other times was... Little arms. That's all he was used to. <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> also, Gabriel was a different person. Okay. And a man? Yep. Okay. Ray Chase. Props to you, bro. Okay. Good to know. And your backwards movements. Uh, there's that scene where he first kidnaps the mother... And he's kind of limping around and, like, making weird, like, stilted movements as he's walking around. And then when he goes and murders the doctor in, like, the very next scene, he's, like, jumping around, doing flip kicks and shit. And it's just like, okay, so, like, can you move easily? Or is it just... Right. What when what requires people? the extra movement? You know what I mean? Because yeah. clearly, like, walking is a little more difficult it looks like but then once he's faster it's smooth so I, right I yeah yeah like he gets into like almost like a fever state where he's just like going at it and and seems to move very smoothly and then other times he's just kind of like twitching and like also yeah. i have a question okay i'll <laughs> try to answer it. Uh, i don't think we're gonna have an answer that's what i love about the fact that we watched it together because we're <laughs> both kind of like we're on the same page literally he is she she is he Basically. Right. right. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah. She told her sister. Mm -hmm. She knew she was adopted, but she didn't know her mom. Right. So how'd they find the fucking mom? Um, like, did Gabriel find them? Like, this is what I'm confused about. Like, did Gabriel know, oh, this was this was our mom and, like, hinted her towards it? Or did she somehow subconsciously? That's what I'm saying. Like, there was that's no a really good question. backstory as to, like, Dawn. That's a really good question. Thank you. Because I'm like, I know, like, I, I can't believe that you even got that deep into the forest because I feel like I'm still trying to hack my way through like the outer foliage. But that's a really fucking good question. Because how would Gabriel or Madison? Because Gabriel clearly doesn't. Gabriel works off of her brain. Right. So if she doesn't know the mom yeah. or who the mom was. Right. I mean, some latent part of I mean, I'm assuming that Gabriel, I mean, since Emily, or, I don't know what to call her since Madison slash Emily didn't know who her mother was, but Gabriel did seem to when he hunted her down, like there must be some sort of divide between their brains, but he would have still had to figure out who she was and he would have needed to use Madison to do that, but we don't ever see that process. No. We only see him going after the mother. We don't know how he got to that point of knowing who she was in the first place. Right, and then that also goes back to even, like, when scenes change over. We'd see one scene where she's in her house doing whatever, and then the next scene is, like, Gabriel in the Seattle underground right. capturing the mom. So it's, like, Time what's... Yeah, so what? Yeah, what is going on? Yeah, I mean, I... <sighs> I feel like we could have paid more attention to that on like a second watch to see like what time of day it is when things are mm -hmm. happening. There I also felt like scene cuts were very quick. Yeah. Well, in particular with the, the abduction of the mother, I thought that that scene was taking place at night. And maybe that's just because it seemed like the end of her shift at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. And it was underground, so it seemed dark, but I guess it could have been daytime. But then when we transition to the next scene, it is daytime. You could tell it's daytime, right? So, and like you said, the ha why didn't we see the fan? 
Yes. Well, that w- and that was. The- and then you know I what? said they didn't just pa- they didn't pan to the top part I of the house. I didn't even say it out loud because I had a moment earlier in the movie where I thought to myself, I was like, I wonder if he's in her house because like. That fan seems sort of industrial, but then there seemed to be a lot of homey items up there. Right. And so I had, like, that moment, but then I was like, no, they showed us the exterior of this house a couple times. and I Like, a lot. Did, I purposely didn't notice a giant fan in the attic. Right. They purposely showed us the outside of the house a right. million times. Like, it felt like a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they did like, they look want how us old sh- and creepy this house right, is. Right, but we're not going to show you the fan in the attic. Unless it was towards the back of the house and we didn't know it. I, I, yeah, I guess it could have been. I suppose it could have been. But A plus for a creepy lair. That was a really awesome I also thought there, there could have been setup. more bodies like tied up to the, the rafters. Yeah, but it wouldn't have stuck with his M.O. No, but initially I was like, oh, I thought this was just like his creepy. <laughs> initially, I thought this was a more interesting movie. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then I realized it wasn't. Thank you, basically. <laughs> Okay, so th- there was also the scene where the sister drives to the old mental hospital. Which, can I tell you, that outside, obviously, you, you said it looks CGI. And I'm like, it has to be because I've seen this before. <laughs> this exact And situation. it was literally used for, I mean, don't quote me on it, but also like. Quote you on it. Quote me on it. <laughs> I, a few, like, not even a few. I was younger, much younger. <laughs> I went to a much younger woman. I was a much younger <laughs> gal. Went to see a 3D movie called like The Haunted Castle. It, that's what it was, The Haunted, Haunted Castle. Castle. And it was a phenomenal movie, to be honest with you. Like 3D, it was pretty good. <laughs> but that was the outside. This particular building that was an mental hospital it did look like a castle it, yeah it, it was very was gothic like, I know, looking yes i'm like i know i've seen this before well also she parked near a cliff right near the edge honestly could you not uh could you like thank god closer. she hit the brake quick enough i really i really thought that like something was gonna come of that because i i was i couldn't understand why you would park so close to the edge if it wasn't going to be a plot point at some, right at some moment later on but th- yeah that was wild i'm always very leery of anything featuring a psychiatric hospital mm. Uh, this was a research hospital, but like obviously there was like sketchy things going on. There. And it was so specific because it was like children reconstructive yes, surgery. Reconstructive, yeah, which is interesting because like, so I'm guessing like her reconstructive surgery was that they removed it, but she was living there for like most of her life and they were studying her in addition to performing that reconstructive surgery. So it was like not just to get this parasitic twin removed, they were also like trying to help her or uh, i don't know like study her and it was weird too because the whole get the cancer out thing yes cut the cancer out. cut the cancer out and it's funny because it's like clearly that's where the title comes from but why are we calling it that yeah i mean i i well because it's parasitic he was feeding off of her so it's not just that he was there he was harming her with his presence he was feeding off of he was feeding off of her unborn children right yeah he was that was another fucking he really did not like babies no listen i almost killed the sister i will come out and say like i really don't like babies but i gabriel's got me beat here he's just going around eating babies like it's his job and trying to get them killed 
So um, he's got some issues there. Like, even to go back to just the husband and how fucking rude he was. And he was like, I don't want to see another one of my babies killed inside your body. And it's like, what the fuck? I was actually more offended when he said that something about like, well, just stop getting pregnant then. Right. He was like, hey, buddy, it takes two people to to get pregnant. And guess what? You were part of that. So you can go ahead and fuck off. So, yeah, that was very. But again, that's also where the really bad acting came into play. And I will say that a lot of no names. Yeah, I didn't recognize anybody except Madison. For young, young Madison. Well, young Madison, we figured out was yeah. from Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Tale and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. But Madison, adult Madison, has been in a lot of shit. Has she? And I shit we've seen. No, True Blood. True. <laughs> <laughs> Riverdale? No, but she's rather... I mean, she was in... Hold on. Holding? No, Peaky Blinders. Oh, I've never seen A decent amount of episodes of Peaky Blinders. She was in Annabelle. She was in... Yeah, she was in two of the Annabelle movies. No, thanks. Dolls are one of my triggers. I can't... She was in The Tudors. I don't know why that makes sense to me, but yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, like, I mean, she was in popular things, so it's just weird that, like, we never... I mean, granted, we didn't watch those shows, but... I didn't necessarily think that her acting was bad, but I... The writing was shitty. The writing was really shitty. And I just... I didn't care about her as a human. Right. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't... sounds really terrible. No, but... I wasn't sympathetic towards anything going right. on Right. Like, her. she was, like, crying and screaming and stuff. And I think we even said out loud to each other, like, oh, my God, come on. Okay, yeah, we get it. You're sad. Like, let's move on. <laughs> like, like, it was just... It was a lot, and it was very over-the-top. Over-dramatic. Kind of like, uh, all right, let's just get to it, please, because this is exhausting. Oh, back to the police precinct when Gabriel has the shootout. Not only was that super CGI, but I felt like it was like a video game shootout where like they do that like you're playing the game and then it does that like mid scene break where it's like you watch that like video of what's what's to happen mm-hmm. and it's just all that slow-mo you know crazy fucking shit like that the mid-scene shit in video games that's what it looked like to yeah me. and and why does gabriel have like mixed martial arts training why <laughs> why is he so capable of kicking the shit out of all these people and murdering them he's he's like over capable of doing lots of things that he really shouldn't be able to do as like a weird fetus on the back of wait a minute Madison's head. i have another <gasps> fucking question okay oh i thought you had a theory and i was really excited. Not a th- no i, I don't think <laughs> no, i have no any theories, theories only questions <laughs> only questions <laughs> so remember when they showed the vhs tapes of like the family videos mm-hmm. and madison emily slash madison is like talking to gabriel on like a toy phone sure. or like yeah. He was already taken out at that point. Right. But I thought the injury that the husband did to her is what brought him out. So how was she hearing him prior to that? And yeah. as a child. I mean, that's another great question because I it, am so I'm on, Dawn my is game on tonight. fire. This is Guys. Don's wheelhouse. We are in the horror. We movie are. Wheelhouse. We need to do another one because I'm so I was excited. I was too scared. I was hiding behind a pillow so for like 70% of the movie, so I couldn't think of any of these questions. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean that's a good question because we we know that at some point after she was adopted, she doesn't remember who Gabriel like when did she forget who Gabriel 
Gabriel was. Like, when did they pound that out of her brain? Because we kind of, I thought that she, they would have done that before they had her adopted, but then they show the videos of her talking about him. Right. And then so at some point she must choose to forget him or be encouraged to forget him. And then she doesn't think about him for 15, 20 years until her husband smashes her into a wall. Right. That's what I don't understand because clearly he's coming through when she's a child. Right. Unless that's trying to show that like children are more vulnerable to, again, what they were trying to perceive Gabriel as at the time as like an imaginary friend. Maybe he was stronger then because he had up until very recently still been like feeding off of her and so maybe his voice was still coming through at that time right and then at the the more distance that got placed between that and and them she could more easily suppress him but yeah no that's <laughs> that's a great question don and and james Wan did not think about it or answer it or it really even, bothered me even bother to address it so uh, also her relationship with her husband it was such a quick, like... Stuck on this, and this was, like, ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, it was only ten minutes in the movie. Like, oh, it's an abusive husband. The only way to activate Gabriel was for her to have an abusive husband. And we only got ten minutes of that. Like, we didn't even get the anything prior. Like, she literally gets home from work. The husband's like, you change the channel on the TV. Boom. I'm going to throw <laughs> you against the TV, uh, against the wall. And then that's it. But again, I don't understand if he was, if we're led to believe he was an abusive husband, how is this the first time that she's gotten a head injured? Injury. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 or that Gabriel came out at all. Cause I would think any trauma at this right. point, not even the head injury, any trauma, because given the past where when she was a child on videotape can still hear him. Right. How has he not come out to protect her prior? It doesn't seem like it should only be head trauma that unleashes his wrath. Because he seems to be attuned to when she's in danger or, you know, when she's being threatened. Yes. It's it's a psychological connection more than a physical connection. Again, how long they've been married. If he was an abusive husband, which they are leading us to believe, then he should have come out sooner and fucking killed this motherfucker. Also, can we talk about the fact that she was bleeding from the back of the head and like never thought to tell anybody to like take a look back there? Or go to the hospital <laughs> and get stitches or anything. Like, Just be like, yo, I'm still bleeding. Like I got smacked around like two weeks ago, but the also, back of my head is the same amount of bleeding. blood each time. Like, so, she- like you would think. And then if somebody had ever parted her hair back there, they would have been like, oh shit, there's another face with teeth back here. <laughs> No wonder you're fucking bleeding. There's one blue eye. <laughs> like, we could have solved this within the first 15 minutes if they had taken a look at the back <laughs> of her head. <laughs> I can't. I really hate it. I hate this movie. I hate it. And I understand why people hate it. And I'm very excited. I'm glad that it went this way because it could have been pretty scary for me, but it turned into funny. (laughs) It became a comedic Once the little arms came out, then it was all over. That was the best. You lost any sort of horror or suspense that could potentially have been built up to that point. That was too funny. Because now you got these little stick arms (laughs) wiggling around. It was it was so good. This little T-Rex attached to her. Exactly. Oh my god, it was just it was too good. But I yeah, I get the I get why everybody was talking about it now because I can't wait to read the BuzzFeed articles now. <laughs> I was waiting 
between that and the How Did This Get Made episode, I yes. need to listen. Yes, I need to know what Jason Manzugas thinks about this. <laughs> I need to know what he thinks about everything, actually. Well, can I tell you? <laughs> Stephen King gave his two cents on this movie. <gasps> Did he? Oh, I would love to hear it. He praised it. Oh, wow. And said it was brilliant. Wow. Which upsets me a little bit. Because he is a master of psychological thriller and... (laughs) Yes, but... Well, given what you said earlier. He goes out of the... He goes way out there sometimes. And especially now, I mean, I don't know. I... I love Family Guy. I feel like I've said that before on this show. Mm. There's that um, gag that they do in one episode where they're asking Stephen King to pitch his next book. And he's like, it's a it's a lamp monster. Arr! And he's like, like thrusting this lamp at the publishers because he's running out of ideas, basically. Like he has to write something. And he's like, oh. Didn't he also do The Lawnmower Man? Was that him? Oh, was that him? Absolutely. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. No, he also he did Maximum Overdrive. Yes. Which was Cars doing Right, because what was that? Christine. Well, Christine was Oh, Christine, yes. Christine was the But Maximum Overdrive I think the movie was based on Christine. Yeah, I mean, like, he has these ridiculous ideas. So, honestly, it doesn't really surprise me that he would have seen this and thought, like, that's a great idea. But I think it's probably missing some kind of sexual trauma <laughs> because that's usually his M.O. Yep. One More Man is a short story by Stephen King. That makes a lot of sense. He's got He's got a lot of ideas in that noggin. And unlike the rest of us, he doesn't have anyone telling him to, to keep them to himself. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we we have our Stephen King favorites, but Jesus, what is going on? Yeah. No, so for him to like this mo- again, James Wan, do better. I don't understand. You've done such great things. This was such a parody of anything you've ever done before. Like it's like you were making a joke of your work, and that's very sad to me. Anyway. The- <laughs> Don's about to cry. It's getting very <laughs> emotional in the room. My tissue's handy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, this was a successful horror movie because it made me laugh in the end and didn't leave me feeling like I can't walk around my apartment at night by myself. Although I think I will be probably afraid of the dark for a little while. We'll watch something funny now. But honestly, I would love to watch a legit scary movie with you, though, because... No. (laughs) See, I don't do that. That's just not my thing. I can't. I it's it scares me too much. And see, like if you're gonna watch a horror movie with me, then you're you better be prepared to stay here the night and stay up with me all night so that I don't have to deal with the creepy shadows. I'm willing my to, I'm willing to do that. You have no idea. I'm willing to do that. Cause that's the thing. That's the thing. Whenever when anybody makes me watch a scary movie, they're like, let's watch this, and then we do, and then they're like, Okay, bye, and then they go home, and then I'm sitting here like Mm, okay, but like now I'm terrified. Well, it's so funny because my introduction to, I think I've discussed this in the past probably, but my introduction to scary movies, my uncle, I was seven years old and we, he put on Halloween for me. Now as a seven-year-old, Halloween is creepy and scary. Nowadays, not so much, but it is a classic. But as a seven-year-old, I literally needed the lights on in every room I would go, I would run upstairs, turn the bathroom light up, my mom's light on, my light on, my brother's light on. Like, nothing could be off. Like, it was terrifying. Yeah. But I think that helped my tolerance nowadays because it is what it is. 
Yeah, I'll t- I mean, I'll tell you the things that, and, and this is why it's so hard for me to decide if I should watch a scary movie or not, because there's such specific tropes that you can't necessarily tell by looking at a movie if they're going to do them. But I don't like when somebody's in the bathroom looking in the mirror and they like mm. are brushing their teeth and then the camera follows them down to spit into the, the sink. Best was and then they look up throughout and there's this somebody movie, fucking behind them. You're like, anytime she was in front of a mirror, you're like, nope, not a mirror. Nope, <laughs> nope. we're not doing this. <laughs> Mirrors and windows. And windows. Windows yes. are a problem too. I don't like creepy movements because we talked about that. The right. Just like the the stilted kind of movements. I, I don't like that. I don't like children. So like the omen or... Um, in general and in horror movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. But like creepy children are exceptionally... And dolls. So mannequins or, you know, Annabelle. Okay. Like that kind of shit. Like no. Just hard no on that. Anything in a psychiatric hospital. Have you ever been to um to Pilgrim? Did you ever go around there? accidentally yeah you know what that's and that's how a horror movie starts dawn that's exactly how it starts i was going to my friend's house mm-hmm. in comac and it was my first time going lie wise like after work mm-hmm. and by accident i took the south exit on um what the fuck sagdicos sagdicos yeah instead of north and it was pilgrim and to redirect myself back i had to go that way so mm-hmm. that that it was a mistake. It's, yes. It's chilling to be over there and I never understood people who like to go to those places to be like let's see if there's anything creepy in here. And it's like of course there's something creepy in here. There were lots of really crazy people who lived in these hospitals and were probably really poorly treated because it was back in the day and nobody knew how to handle mental illness. So they were probably abused and experimented on and if there are spirits hanging around there, they're going to be mad and they're going to be really upset. So why would you even go there? Well, also Alley Pond Park in Queens, that's like hospital over there. It's literally right by Creedmoor. Have you heard of Creedmoor? Oh, Creedmoor, Creedmoor yes. That's right by Alley Pond. So like you're literally at Alley Pond Park and mm-hmm. Creedmoor is right there. My aunt actually was a volunteer there oh. back in the day. I've heard horror stories, like legit horror stories from Creedmoor. And um, is it still open? I don't know. Uh, It is. Yep. Okay. I mean, I feel like places that are still open probably have less bad juju than the ones that closed. Right. The the abandoned properties. I mean, I know that, I mean, I used to work for state parks and on Halloween, there was a special night shift up at Nisiquag because that's right in the area of Pilgrim State and it's always on Halloween overrun with people trying to like go into the buildings and spot paranormal activity and whatever. But you could not have paid me enough to, to do the night watch in Nisiquag. I'm not scared of the thugs that are coming around. I'm scared of the spirits in the area and I don't... Right. The paranormal scares you but actual physical human people right because they're just coming they're just little shits coming around to be like no let's go like break into the pilgrim state facility and it's like get out of here but like things in there might actually kill me so you never know i don't know do you believe in ghosts i do i don't know and i don't want to (laughs) know i'm pretty sure i have some in my house i'm a very don't ask don't tell will make you probably not visit i don't want to come over anymore yeah no definitely my attic i know for a fact i think yeah Oh, dip. I've heard shit. 
I haven't heard or seen anything. And a friend of mine, <laughs> Pierced Peen. Oh, snap. He does like ghost hunting paranormal shit <laughs> and has a person that actually he would. He knows somebody that like does it professionally, like to find. Oh, they got like the divine yes. sticks and mm-hmm. shit. All those tools to find the paranormal. And I'm like, eh, maybe I should have him go to my house. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I but don't he know. does do ghost hunting. So it's like I'm in the realm. Of some, you know. I don't not believe. I just, like, I don't want to see anything to confirm or deny <laughs> my my Understood. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> I'd rather just not encounter that world at all. They can stay separate from mm-hmm. us. But, I mean, I think we can wrap this movie up by a universal thumbs down. Yeah. I mean, I would I recommend it? No. No. I would recommend it for... Anybody who wants to make watch, fun of something, to, yeah, to like, watch like a kind of scary movie, but that also won't like haunt your dreams. It really won't. It's not. No, it wasn't that violent. Like there were there were moments of violence, but I wouldn't say it even got to the point of like Squid Game. <laughs> like oh, we saw we saw actual brains in Squid Game, so like I wouldn't even say that it gets to that point. Yeah, there were murders and shit, but it really wasn't that bad. And there was no, like, torture porn aspect, so, like, that's fine. There were not really many jump scares. There really wasn't. And, like, I'm very on alert for them. Like, I'm pretty much, that's what I'm, (laughs) that's what I'm trying to guard myself against when I hide behind pillows. And I hid behind pillows a lot, but they, I ended up not really needing them. But it still felt nice to have them. Yeah. So, like, if you wanted to watch, like, a spooky movie, but you didn't want to be having nightmares. There's a review that I do want to read because my, this is exactly what my brother sent me. And I asked him if he watched it. And he said he hated it, like I said. And he sends me this on IMDb review and he goes, if I could put it into words, this would be it. I go to the movies a lot to the point that I often run out of movies to watch in theaters. Still, I've only walked out of four movies. This was one of them. While the opening sequence was unfolding, I was seriously expecting slash hoping that someone would yell cut or that the movie would cut to someone watching a ridiculous movie in parentheses. A movie within a movie kind of thing. But no, it turned out to be the actual thing. It's really bad. It's like an episode of Goosebumps or even an episode of Family Guy making fun of a Stephen King movie. We were so disappointed because we love everything James Wan had directed so far. So we're willing to give it the benefit of the doubt despite the silly opening sequence. But it became pretty clear that the movie was not going to get more serious or better. And that we were just wasting our time at the theater. If you're expecting a scary movie like The Conjuring or Insidious, I'm sorry to say, but this is more of an alien movie. Alien. In quotes. Um, <laughs> it might be your cup of tea, but I, it definitely wasn't ours. And I get that. It, it did seem like a parody of something. I don't think I would have walked out of this movie. Not walked out, but I definitely saw the, the aspects that they mentioned. Like, yeah, it seemed like a joke of something better. Yeah. Like the parody of something better. Have you ever walked out of a movie? I'm like I don't think I have. Movies are so fucking expensive. I can't imagine like leaving. Yeah, I never I I I've never walked out of a movie and luckily nowadays Yeah, we I don't mean, go to movie theaters anymore. We really don't. And honestly, HBO Max luckily has put stuff on, you know, 
a decent amount of time. Right. To get to get a chance to see it. I kind of want to see Dune. That's like I never next. saw the original Dune. I didn't either. But and I'm to a- be honest, my uncle, who I mention a lot, he was a big Dune fan because I remember when he passed away and we were going through all of his DVDs and stuff, he had literally like however many copies or versions or whatever of Dune, I just remember seeing <laughs> Dune everywhere and I'm like, I'm never going to watch this. And then like, I see this Dune and I'm like, I should have <laughs> watched, watched, watched the Dunes. I should have watched the Dunes. I should have watched the Dunes. I have such regret for not but watching But it's a great cast. I do oh, want to yeah, see yeah, Dune. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of my motivation for it because otherwise I don't think I would have I mean, Jason interest. Momoa, hello. Yeah, and Timothy. Uh, yeah. You're a Timothy Chalamet guy? Look, I think he needs to grow up a little bit more, but like when he does, he's gonna be real fine. <laughs> uh, as Willy Wonka, have you seen those pictures? I have. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something. There's something doing it for me. I can't really explain it. Also, I mean, Harry Styles does it for me, so I guess they're in the same category, right? Age category or just like I feel like Timothy is a little bit ganglier. Like I feel like he's sort of more my type in like the artsy, gangly white boy kind of way. Hmm. Is that how you would categorize Harry Styles? No. Harry Styles, I mean, Harry Styles has a flamboyant side to him, but. Yes. Yeah, he sure does. I don't know. There's something about him. I'm very Exactly. Like, to. it's hard to quantify, but like, I just, I don't know why. I think it was mostly when I saw Timothy in um, Little Women. He was really great. And. Did he play the Christian Bale part in this one? He played. Um, Lori. Lori. Yeah, then Yes. Makes sense. No. Yeah, I mean, there's Make really well, only one main male character in Little Women, and it's Lori. But yeah, he did. Ask me part. everything, Christian Bales, and I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. It's Thank on you the very walking much. IMDb page. I really am. It's sad. <laughs> I guess I don't have anything else about Malignant. No, neither do I. I, I think that that was sort of we've a... exhausted our lovely commentary on this movie yeah i think i think it was a uh, sort of a one and done thing like i don't think i'll think about malignant after today i'm glad that's that okay. was a little it's fine you know. it's fine but it was very spooky and very festive for the season it was i want to do another movie okay which movie though i don't know yeah good okay <laughs> Do we want to do the machine? The oh, the machine gun, Kelly. What was I thinking? Yeah, machine. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, the oh, blade sorry. and switchgrass. Yeah. What's the name of the movie? <laughs> I'm awful. It's midnight in the switchgrass. <laughs> what did you call it though? Blade in the switchgrass. <laughs> blade in the grass. But can I tell you, I clicked blade in the switchgrass, and it came up midnight in the switchgrass. So great. Oh, it's the movie with Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox, Bruce Willis. Right. Yeah. That is the movie. That's what we're going to do. We are going to Not attempt. Not next week, but the week after. Because John and I have spooky Halloween plans yes. coming up. Um, and then we have another week before Riverdale starts. Mm-hmm. Riverdale is going to be back super soon. I know. We don't have that five month hiatus again. No. Yeah. So that's that's all we got for, yes. for now. So we will see you in two weeks. Yes. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. See y'all next time. <laughs>